Okay, so welcome back to the Expert Edge. Uh, today, I'm taking you through how to remove awkwardness of selling. In fact, I share with you three simple ideas that will actually dissolve any awkwardness that you feel with selling your offers, your courses, your programs from any platform, whether that be one-on-one -on -one or presenting it from a live or a virtual stage. Now, on that note, Right now, we are taking registrations for our free training series. I rarely run this, and it is one of our flagship training series. In fact, the feedback we get every single time is just incredible. It's called Sell From Webinar and Live Stages. I'm going to be taking you through how to craft your story so that it sells. I'm going to be taking you through how to craft the whole presentation so that it sells without coming across pushy and awkward and salesy. I'm gonna be taking you through how to craft your irresistible offer. There's gonna be so much practical, useful content that I will be unpacking and revealing to you as a part of this training series. It's a three-part live training series. Think about it as three workshops that I'll be diving deep with you on that. So go to colinboyd.co forward slash stage and you'll be able to register there. The link is in the show notes. So why don't you register while you're listening to this podcast because I'm going to be revealing so much even more deeper stuff as a part of that training series and taking you through the whole system, how to implement it and really how to add six figures, some of you even seven figures to your business in the next 12 months using this specific formula. So let's get into today's podcast all about removing awkwardness from selling. You are listening to the Expert Edge Podcast. This is the place where experts come to command the stage, position themselves as authorities, and scale their business up. Get ready to access your next level of potential with your host, Colin Boy. Okay, so let's talk about selling and removing the awkwardness from selling. Because I don't know about you, but I know for me, uh, my journey of learning how to sell uh, has felt really awkward at different periods in my life. I know the first time I ever talked about selling a coaching package to a client, I was freaking out so hard, like so much. And I remember the first time the client just literally just said, they were like, yeah, that sounds great. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, did I, did I just sign a client? Like in the back of my head, I was trying to stay cool, calm and collected. I remember the first time I signed a speaking presentation and I remember the first time I shared, I think my first speech that I gave, it was like a mini workshop for a small uh, a small company and it was like $250. And they were like, yeah, that sounds great, $250. Like, of course it sounds great now. It's funny when I say that. Um, and it was like a 90 minute presentation for $250 and they were like, yeah, that sounds great. And, but I felt so awkward sharing that number. And then, you know, it's, it's obviously gradually grown, you know, grown and scaled up. And so now saying a lot bigger numbers like, oh, I'm $15,000 for, you know, a 90 minute presentation. It feels comfortable to say that because I've gradually scaled up for if I'm doing like private client work, like $35,000 to do three months of coaching. It's gradually scaled up. That's literally what I charge clients because first of all, I know that the value is there. I've gone through the journey of knowing how to build that value. When I first started, you know, when I first started my coaching, I think it was like $125 an hour. You know, it's close to about $4,000 an hour now when I'm doing one-on-one -on -one coaching. 
right? And so as you grow in making your offers, you're going to develop um, your capacity to feel comfortable making an offer. Now, this is the thing is that as you go through that journey, I think that you really, I feel like I've been quite slow in lifting my prices. If I'm really honest, I think I've been very slow. I've been doing this for 13 years. I know that if I sit down with someone, especially if they're the right client, I can add fifty dollars to $100,000 in about an hour and a half. M- minimum, I think I can add that. And in, in fact, when we work together, let's say it's three months, uh, I could add you know, five hundred to a million dollars very easily in their business for most of my clients that I work with, right? And so when you're making an offer, whether it's a $5,000 coaching program, a $10,000, a $35,000 coaching program, whatever it is, when you're making an offer or even a product, like a 1997 product, a 297 product, you're going to go through this journey of uh, feeling a little bit uncomfortable. And really the uncomfort is just an indicator to you that you're stretching outside of your comfort zone and you're, you're, you're accessing your next level of growth. So I want to share with you three ideas that have helped me to become comfortable sharing offers and sharing more expensive programs so that I can serve people at a greater level. So the first idea is this, is you have to find your fear. You have to find your fear, uh, as I would say in my Aussie accent. Find your fear, right? <laughs> your fear, you got to find it. Like, and what I mean by that is rather than just pretending that, you know, the fear is just there, but you're not being aware of it. So, so often what I mean by that is you'll be sharing a coaching program or sharing your offer and you don't spend the time to work out what is the fear? What is the thing that you're telling yourself about selling? And so it usually is categorized into three areas. It's usually the fear of not being good enough. So it's that fear of, oh my gosh, if they join the program, they join the course, what if it's not good enough, right? And, and that's why I have a guarantee. When, I, when we sell Sell From Stage Academy, we have a guarantee, right? You use the program, we give you an entire year. You use the program and if you don't make more than double the money, then we'll give you your money back. Like, like you follow the program, you show me that you followed the program and you didn't make more than double your money, we'll give you your money back right? And so, so that's why I love guarantees, right? Put a guarantee in there and then that will start to take away the fear of, of that as well. But this is the thing is that you're still probably going to have that fear. I've had that fear. I've had that fear from, from that sense of what if it's not good enough? So first of all, I want you to realize that all of these fears that I'm bringing up, these are the human condition. Like to be honest, if you don't have these fears at all, it probably tells me you're lacking in empathy uh, or, you know, people who don't have these fears have a level of sociopathy to them, right? Now, I'm not saying they're necessarily sociopaths. But what I'm saying is like, if you have these fears, I want you to know that you're normal, right? I want you to even say that to yourself. Maybe you're listening to the podcast and I want you to, I want you to say, I'm normal. <laughs> now, now I know, I know that might feel really weird, uh, but it's normal to have this fear of, not being enough, feeling like your program is not going to be enough, not going to be good enough, all that sort of stuff. And once again, that's why I like people to do a pilot program or a beta program. It's one of the things that we teach in one of the bonuses in Sell From Stage Academy is when you're launching your online course for the first time, do it in a beta program, right? Do it in a pilot program so you can get some feedback because the beta program isn't just for the audience. It's actually more for you the first round, right? Once you launch the signature course, that's for the audience. But the first round is actually for you. And so first of all, um, we have this fear of like, it's not enough. 
or we're not going to be good enough. Our program's not going to be good enough. The second fear we have is, is the fear of being judged, which is just the fear of, you know, someone judging how we look, how we speak, our accent, <laughs> speaking about accents, like we have this fear of, oh my gosh, what if I get judged? What if I get like, so if you've ever felt like that, then that's normal, right? Once again, you're normal. Another fear is just that fear of rejection, the fear of them saying no, right? And so these three fears, the fear of not being good enough, the fear of being judged, the fear of rejection are all normal fears. And so what's really helpful, first of all, is for you to spend a moment, even think about right now, what is the fear that stops you from fully selling your program? Is it the fear of not being good enough? Or maybe you've worked through that and you're like, no, I know my content's really good. Maybe it's the fear of being judged of maybe it's how you look or how you come across or you feel this sense of like, oh, the, like this fear of exposure. Or maybe it's the fear of just being rejected, just feeling like, but what if people say no? This is the thing I want to guarantee. I want to guarantee that if you do something significant in your life, you're going to meet all of those fears. What I mean by that, is if you do something significant with your life, you will have someone come back and say, you know what, the course wasn't what I expected. You'll have someone someone judge you, whether it be externally or internally. You'll have someone say no. In fact, for me, if you're not getting any of this feedback from your audience, like some feedback, I'm not saying like everyone's saying that, right? But some feedback, that to me is an indicator that you're not pushing hard enough. You're not reaching enough people. I know for me, when I start getting negative comments on my Facebook ads and things like that, it's an indicator that I'm reaching new people. Now, it's not necessarily my target market all the time, right? I'm like, that specific person is not necessarily my target market. But it's an indicator that I'm pushing the boundaries. I'm reaching new people. It's an indicator that I'm going to be able to help more people, right? And so, first of all, I want you to find your fear. What's the fear that you have? And I want you to realize that, first of all, that fear is normal. And that fear will most probably come true. But this is the thing. This is the thing is that when it does come true, what's the worst thing that would happen? You get a negative comment, you get a refund, like someone says no, it's like, so what, right? But now your human psychology, your thinking will go, oh my gosh, but you'll die. Like that's literally what your brain will tell you. It'll be like, you know what? If someone writes a negative comment, you'll die. (laughs) That's what our brain, that's how our brain feels, when we think about these fears. And so what's powerful is what I like to do is to thank my fear. So first of all, you need to thank it. You'd literally just think about that fear and go, thank you. Because do you know what it's doing? It's doing its job. It's doing the exact job that it was designed to do, which is to keep you exactly the same. But this is the thing, you didn't sign up to be the same, did you? You signed up to be an entrepreneur. You signed up to go bigger. You signed up to stretch. You signed up to create a life that others envy because they aren't willing to do the things that you are willing to do. You signed up to create the life you always desired. And to be able to do that, you have to be able to acknowledge your fears, thank them for keeping you safe, but do it anyway. Sometimes it's okay to just do it afraid, right? And so the first step is to normalize your fears. And you do that by finding them. You find the fears, right? You get them really specific. And you may even, if you, if you do any journaling, write down what your fear is of selling. 
right? Just get clear on that and just thank it. Just go, you know what? Thanks for keeping me safe for this long and acknowledge it because it's really just looking for a bit of attention, right? It's like, it's like this little emotional child looking for a bit of attention. You thank it, you give it some love and you go, you know what? I'm a big, big girl now. I'm a big boy now. I'm going to do this anyway, right? So that's the first thing that works really well for me is I just find it, I acknowledge it, realize it's normal, and then I do it anyway. The second thing is when you think about selling, don't think about it as trying to herd people into a pen where you're like pushing people into a pen. I know for me, I grew up, one of my best mates, his name's Matt, and uh, he had a farm and we, <laughs> we used to run after the cows and like, herd them into the field and push them into like, you know, cattle troughs and all this sort of stuff, all this sort of crazy stuff. And uh, that's sometimes how people view selling. They're like, okay, there's this whole bunch of people out here and I have to get around them and herd them and push them into this like pen. And you're forcing them into the pen and then they're like really upset and they're mooing and going on, going crazy. But <laughs> by the way, my kids are obsessed with me being a cow at the moment. So that's my other part-time job, as well as running our million-dollar business. I'm a cow, just so you know, uh, in the off-season. <laughs> so I go home from doing this podcast. All of a sudden, I go start mooing on my, on my feet and hands. Uh, you can picture it, right? They're on my back. They're like telling me to do things. So basically, that is my second, second role in life, is being a cow. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, think about it like this. You're not hurting cows you are making an invitation. Uh, I was having a conversation with one of my private clients recently, and I just thought that this was just such a cool uh, metaphor, which was, um, we were talking about the idea of making an offer, and they said, oh, it's kind of like inviting someone over to a really beautiful dinner, like a Thanksgiving dinner, or an Easter dinner, or a Christmas dinner. Like, think about how excited you would get when you, you you've built this amazing dinner. You you you've created, you've sweated in the kitchen. You've you've thought about the recipe. You've spent the time. You, you're thinking about the experience, the fun you're going to have, the drinks you're going to have, the enjoyment you're going to have. Um, if you listen to my other episode, the non-alcoholic beers you're going to have, like <laughs> you're like all the enjoyment, right? The, the, you're thinking, oh my gosh, this is going to be amazing. And imagine you were, you were allowed to send out, you know, a bunch of invites to your favorite friends. It's, you're not trying to say, hey, you need to come. You have to come. It's, I've created this amazing space. Like, it's going to be this incredible experience. Would you like to be a part of it? And so think about when you make an offer. You have to think about it as an invitation as opposed to something you're pushing. Some of the language that I like to use when I'm doing a webinar or something like this, I'll say something like, hey, if you've, who has resonated with the ideas and the content that we've talked about? Well, if you've resonated with this content and with me and you feel like our values align, then I would love to share with you what the next steps look like if you want to take this to the next level. And so thinking about it like an invitation. So in other words, Asking that question of, of like, would you like to move forward? How would you like to move forward with this? Rather than this is the next steps you have to take, right? So you're not hurting people, you're inviting people. You're inviting people. Now, what's beautiful about this is when you move from this, in this in, from, you move away from this intense, like demanding people to do things as opposed to actually inviting them to do them. The, a beautiful metaphor that I think about, it's almost like, it's like parasailing. So think about someone coming down out of the air into the ground 
and you're slowly going in circles as you're parasailing around and you're slowly making like invitations to people as you come down to the ground to land your offer. And what's beautiful about this is I like to think about think about it like it's the audience, if it's done right using infusion selling, which is something that we teach in our academy, when it's done right, what, what happens is the audience is moving faster towards your offer than you're making your offer. And so what this means is when it's paced right and you're using infusion selling the correct way, what happens is the audience is actually wanting to join your offer before you're allowing them to enter. And so it, it's building up this immense demand for people to want to join your offer. Does that make sense? How would that feel? Imagine your audience were moving towards your offer faster than you were making it. How would that feel? Well, that honestly can be a reality, right? That is how I want you to think about making offers. It's the reason why I created Sell From Stage Academy, right? So you could create virtual presentations, live presentations so that you could sell on those things in a way where the audience was moving faster towards your offer than you were making it, right? That's my whole obsession. So the second big idea is make it an invitation, not a demand, right? Don't think hurting, think inviting. The third big idea is you need to reframe your idea of an offer. You need to reframe your idea of selling. Now, I've said many times before, this idea of that selling is serving. And, and the concept of that is essentially that until you view selling as the doorway to serving your audience on the next level, selling will feel pushy or feel sleazy or feel whatever. But if you think about your offer as simply holding a space that you're inviting people to enter, you're holding a space of transformation. So in other words, you have this barrier around the space that is stopping people entering that space. And the reason why you want to stop people entering that space is because you want the right people to enter that place, right? I know for me, the, the people who like to work with me are people who, they don't want to sell to absolutely everyone. They want to sell to the right people and the right people come running to them, right? And so for me, my philosophy is I don't want everyone to buy. I want the right people to buy. I don't want to miss any of the right people, but the wrong people, I don't want them to be in my programs. The reason why is because I can't serve them in the way that they need to be served. Does that make sense? And so for me, in my mind, it, th just so you're clear, when I'm working with people, if, you're, if you are a coach, a course creator or a speaker, you're someone who is in that expert industry, you want to use webinars, virtual events, live speaking to sell your products and your offerings at scale, whether that be on a live or a virtual or an automated, uh, automated webinar, I want to work with people in that space, right? That, that, is, that is specifically who I serve. Now, if you are in a completely different space, maybe you're in MLM or you're, you're an IT manager or you're something like that, right? I could kind of help you, 
But I would prefer you to do someone else's program who specializes in that specific area. I would prefer you to not do my program and do a program that's going to suit you. Does that make sense? And so when you think about serving the right people and you reframe the idea of an offer as a place of transformation for the right person, all of a sudden making an offer doesn't become awkward because it's an invitation for the right person. And so what happens here is when you think about the barriers that sit around the offer, there's usually four barriers, all right? Sorry, five. There's five barriers that sit around the offer. The first barrier is money. Second barrier is time. Third barrier is attention. Fourth barrier is focus. And the fifth barrier is energy. So in other words, they need to commit a certain amount of time. Sorry, money, time, attention, focus, and energy. They're the five barriers that you need to have around your offer. So when I think about making an offer, I'm not trying to get everyone into my offer. I'm actually trying to protect my offer. Now, I protect my offer based around money, time, attention, focus, and energy. In other words, you have to bring a certain amount of that to come into the offer because that will create the transformation. Does that make sense? And so rather than thinking about asking for money, what you're actually asking for is a currency of commitment. You're asking for a greater commitment because those five things that I mentioned of money, time, attention, focus, and energy, all they are are currencies of commitment. So in other words, you're not asking for money. You're not asking for time. You're not asking for attention. You're asking for commitment. And all of these are currencies of commitment. Now, the thing is that the, one of the cleanest currencies you can ask for, the most measurable currency, is either money or time. Now, that's why money is one of the most cleanest indicators of commitment, which is why if you, if you join a course that's $47 or $27, it's not going to require as much commitment, not as much time, not as much energy, etc. If you're going to join a program that's $2,000, it's going to require more commitment, more attention, more focus. If you join a program that's $50,000, it's going to require more time, more, more commitment, etc. Right? And so if you think about it, you're not actually asking for money. So this is reframing the idea of an offer. You're asking for commitment. And if their, if their goals align with the goals of your program, of the space that you've created, then you say to them, well, then let's bring your commitment because it's your commitment aligned with this space that I've created. And in the space, you've got your systems, you've got your models, you've got your processes, you've got your program, everything sits in that space and they bring that commitment and then they get transformed. Does that make sense? And so this is going to help you to reframe it. And it actually, it dissolves the awkwardness that you have in yourself because all of a sudden you're not telling people to do anything. You're not, you're not, um, you know, getting people to do something they wouldn't want to do. You're inviting people into a space of transformation. And if they say no, they say no. You know what? They are going to say no. People are going to say no. And that's just an indicator of you haven't articulated your value yet to the level or they're the wrong person. If they're the wrong person, good. I'm glad they said no. If they're the right person and they didn't join, then we need to look at value creation and how we articulate the value, which is what we're going to be going through inside of the training series of Sell From Webinar and Live Stages. So make sure to go and register for that, colinboyd.co forward slash 
stages. So guys, I trust this has been valuable. We've talked about find your fear, right? Find the fear, get clear on it, realize it's normal, thank it, and realize it's just part of the journey. The second thing is make it an invitation. Don't make it a demand. And the third thing is reframe your reframe the idea of an offer. So if you found this to be valuable, take a screenshot, share it with at Colin Boyd on Instagram. I'd love to see you share it. And if you haven't yet, please take 30 seconds to leave a, a review. I'd love to hear what was being most helpful. I read all the reviews. It means a whole lot to me. Appreciate you guys. I hope to see you in the training series. It's going to be insane. It's happening pretty much right now. The release of this podcast, it's going live. And so I'm super excited to serve you in there. We'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Why is it so hard to know what content to include in your speeches and webinars? Knowing which ideas to keep in and what to leave out is the difference between just getting claps or signing clients. If you're really serious about making your content highly persuasive, make sure to download the Persuasive Content Builder while it's still available. Go to www.persuasivecontentbuilder.com and get your step-by-step -step formula for designing and delivering content that connects with your audience and moves them to join your programs. Until then, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Expert Edge.